Mike, turn your games down. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 178 of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Hubbard, who's wandering around an open world map, burning bushes with me tonight. Uh, this is the one, the only, oh, wait a minute, I'm reading the wrong script. That's the other guy's script. <laughs> this is Richard, well, excuse me, Princess Samson. You yeah. might know me at my YouTube channel. It's up there on uh, YouTube under Rich Kale. I also have Fix posted up on sites like fanfiction.net, Archive of Our Own, and uh, up on Comic Vine. Damn, I don't want to have to follow that one. That was a really, like, I really, I, like, I'm not going to do this episode anymore. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. But, yeah. You know, but I guess uh, this is Adam from Talk Games Chew Bubblegum. And welcome back. Yeah. Well, you're probably you. more famous than I am there. <laughs> yeah. But like, man, that was. It was a joke to a guest that's on the show quite often. Cody Laveau. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. If you're, that, that was the first part of it. Okay. <laughs> Well, you didn't expect me to do the excuse me, princess? Oh, that I, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I forgot. Yeah. I completely forgot about that dumbass <laughs> reference to that show that came out, which is based on this game, essentially. So Yeah. <sighs> no, we got to talk about it at some point. But <laughs> well, you know, So we are much. here to talk about The Legend of Zelda, which came out in 1987 in USA, 1986 in Japan for Nintendo slash Famicom, which I love this series, but... I never really think about the first game. So, well, that's we probably are. because a lot of it all depends on when you were born, which Zelda you first got introduced to. Well, I was I was born in 87. My first memory of any video game in my life is this game. Mm-hmm. I went over to a neighbor's house when I was God had to have been like three, probably because I know Genesis was already out. And he also had X-Men for Genesis, and he wanted to play that. And I said, no, play Zelda. So I I, I must have been three or four, because we weren't there very long before we moved. And I wandered, I would go walk over to his house a couple blocks away. Why the hell are you letting a three-year-old just walk on his own? I got nothing. But I was, and <laughs> it was it was the time. And I, yeah. I remember him playing Legend of Zelda, and I remember that's my first memory of any video game. And I have not... I've only played it one other time when I was in high school and I was messing around with emulation and I print, I had my mom print me a map of the entire Zelda, but it printed each square as like a, or a couple squares is like separate pages of paper for some reason, the file I had. So I went home and ta- I remember going home and taping the map together and had this giant map to figure out what the hell I was doing. You probably weren't the only one with a giant map for that game when they p- were playing it. And if they did it that way. It was really strange. I have multiple. I had multiple maps now when I played it this time. But yeah, I haven't played it since then. So we're talking about over fifteen years. Uh, Adam, what is your history with this game? So I had forgotten some parts of this game while like replaying it. But as a kid, I loved this game. I never beat it. Looking back at it, I definitely never even came close to unlocking half the stuff that this game even <laughs> offers. But my whole family like was really involved. Like they loved Zelda, and like, and it was one of like the only times I can remember like the family actually got along because like we would call each other like randomly and be like, Oh, Hey, did you know if you burn this bush over here? And like, I remember always calling my aunt being like, all right, can you help me? How do we get to this part again? Like, how do I get out of the lost woods in the right place? Like what's the like direction input? And so, yeah. And then like from Zelda two to link of the past, like Zelda was always like the family bringer together. And I just have such fond memories of this one and getting to actually complete it 
I was like, it, it was like a simple closure in life where I was like, yes. All right. This is perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, Richard, what is your history with? Well, I was, I was in high school or either high school or middle school or intermediate school when this game came out and I didn't have a Nintendo at the time. And when I got a Nintendo uh, Game Boy Advance and I think I got this when I got the what the version that was the flip model, which okay, uh, I think it's called the SP or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's when I finally got the game as part of the classic NES that was released on on the Game Boy Advance. Now I tried it in emulation beforehand, and I think I tried. I was playing a, ver- a copy of it on somebody else's Nintendo in college, but I never beaten the game until I had gotten the game boy advance cartridge and uh i knew stuff about the game i mean i had maps to the game and all that so you know i knew of it i played other zelda games you know that released after this one but my first time playing it was like 2002 2003 yeah 2002 2003 yeah so you know to put i pulled it out my card out again for this podcast wow I, I played it on the Switch because that's has rewind and a symbol. So I played it on Game and Watch. <laughs> oh, that little thing! I've been tempted to buy that thing multiple times just for my desk, though. But yeah, see, that's the thing. Like, I have it and I've opened it up and use it like as like a little clock. And I'm like, and I played a little bit of when we did um, Zelda uh, Two Link's Awakening. Yeah, Zelda Two. I played a little bit on that, and I was like, ah, I need rewind. But yeah, I played it on the Game and Watch. I love that little damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> It's cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm just happy this is a game that they keep re-releasing in different ways, too. Like, this is on Nintendo, Game Boy Advance. It was on the Wii. I'm pretty sure it's on the Wii. The Wii. I mean, you had the GameCube version with the collector's edition, if you were lucky enough to get that. Like, they keep finding ways to keep re-releasing this in some form, and I'm, I'm happy because Nintendo's not always great about that. So, But here's where Nintendo's still not great about it, though. The manual is very important to this game. <laughs> Yeah. And like when they keep re-releasing it, they're not giving us the manual. And there's so many like little hints and details and like it's almost a strategy guide in some ways. And um, yeah, I found out like looking online um, before I went through complete walkthroughs. I was like, I'm going to look at the manual. And that actually helped me out more than it should have. You know? Yeah, I I had I only. I mean, I know the main story is listed in the manual because carts at that time couldn't get such a big story, you know, in di- in a digital format. Mm-hmm. But I did have to look it up. It's like, I remember there was a way to save in the game without being killed. Mm-hmm. So you, have, you have, yeah, you got to pause the screen and then on, plug in a controller and port two and press down on the control pad and A at the same time. Now, with the Game Boy Advance, you have to go into the selection screen where you select what is the B button, then it hits select up and select. That's or awesome. Or up and start on that. <laughs> you had yeah. to reset it on controller two. Well, you didn't have a cre- you didn't have to have a controller two on a Game Boy. <laughs> oh, yeah, good point. Okay, I thought with Nintendo, you did. <laughs> I mean, but you are right. The instruction book has so much stuff in it that you're missing by the fact that they never were going to re-release that. Like, I mean. You know, so many people who would have grown up probably playing this game wouldn't have read it, or if you bought it heck secondhand, you wouldn't have gotten that, especially back yeah. then. And I was looking at it because one of the videos I was watching was they, you know, they pulled out the old instruction booklet and they're flipping through it. Like there is so much stuff in there that you're missing. Oh yeah, yeah. 
I mean, you are right. It gives you like it gives you the story because again, Nintendo they can't put that much story in in a game like this at you know 1986, 1987. But it shows you so much story with little cool like drawings of artwork of the, of the some of the bosses and what's going on in the game, and then oh, yeah. it tells you a lot about how to start the game and everything about like what things do. And they talk about they talk about even all three swords are even mentioned in the instruction book. Yeah, which I find impressive. Yeah, it, I mean, and it's a thick boy. It's got like 50 pages and, you know, it goes through all the enemies, the items. And then like finally on the last few pages, it's like, all right, let's get you to the first dungeon, you know, and then after this, you're on your own. But like, we're going to show you some of the ins and outs of what this game's going to do. Oh, yeah. And they do. And it is it is designed for for the players to explore, to try and figure things out on their own. Was this bef- is this before Crystalis came out in those other games that some people say reference that are close to Zelda's? Yeah, I mean Zelda is the initial start of that type of game on the Nintendo. Okay. I mean it was I don't think anyone expected a game that didn't have a scoring system in it at that time. <laughs> but and just like the invention of an open world game. Like you can go to the you can go to the final dungeon right off the bat if you'd like with you know the all the items you won't be able to do anything because you don't have you know the key to get in there but you can tackle certain dungeons in different orders in this game like you can go wherever it's yeah just how long are you going to survive yeah I mean I was I was using a uh one hundred percent or a optimal walkthrough of the game when I was playing through it and. You can get so much stuff prior to taking on things. You just have to be smart about it and try and avoid getting killed by some of the most <laughs> powerful enemies in the game. Yeah, you can you can die easy in this game as you run around the world map. You can take a lot of damage pretty quickly. Yep. Mm-hmm. And get very frustrated with it, too. <laughs> like in the instruction book, also it comes with a map that shows you the location of the first four dungeons. And even and all the different squares and, and lets you like fill in the other squares. I think that's pretty cool that that mm-hmm. exists. I mean, so when I played this game, one thing I do with a lot of games now, especially Metroidvania, is I went and I I found a map that somebody had made online of this game, and then put where all the dungeons were and where the items were and where to buy the blue ring and buy everything. So I I, I printed that map and I had it with me every time that I played this game as my guide, and it made this game for me so much more enjoyable. I mean, some people are like that's hearsay, but I no. was. I pulled out my ga- my NES game atlas, one of those first uh, player's guide books that Nintendo released. Amazing. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it shows you the maps of of the world. It doesn't tell you exactly how to find everything or where in each screen you can find each item. That's fine though. Yeah. I mean, it's a different type of guide. It isn't. You know, it's one to help you know that these things even exist because, I mean, there's probably people, many people who would have beat this game would never know, like, the second or third sword even exists if you don't happen to go in certain places. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's uh-huh. part of the, the joy of this game for price when people just see exploit the exploration of, I know I said that wrong, of this world and playing an <laughs> NES game. I mean, me in 2022, I don't have time nor want. But to, it is cool that it's there, it, like, and especially this game being one of the first. Like, this game still holds up in 2022. I was a, a little surprised because Zelda 2 did not exactly. No, <laughs> just, no, no. Yeah, this, this one still does. This is still fun. It's, it's, I mean, it's still an incredible game after all these years, and it isn't. 
it's challenging, but like, I mean, I use rewind constantly, but you could, you could, that's just, that, that's more of my choice, but mm-hmm. you could play this without, I feel having to do that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if you don't have access to rewind, <laughs> you can't <with> rewind. <laughs> but you're starting to find like rewinds, you know, even on the switch, like even the switches, like NES and SNES games, it's like, all right. Oh, that's, I, that's what I did. Exactly. But, and I, I kind of like that because the the older games like did not hold your hand they threw you in and like you know they sometimes they gave you words of encouragement but more or less they were sitting in the boat and being like no you're gonna sink but i'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll get you when you're down there you know but you're gonna turn blue first <laughs> like, yeah. you know, you, like in this game you have the first the first thing that anybody would see in which the game is famous for is it's dangerous to go alone take this in the cave directly north of where you start but i mean think about how many people who probably played this game as a kid didn't might have not went in that cave and never got the sword <laughs> who that's yeah. fair yeah i mean it's a very strange thing in a game where your your main weapon that you need the game doesn't even you know start you with it like you have to go get it yeah mm-hmm. i mean at this point it's what you know it's a it's a huge thing that everybody knows it exists and it's something that's been referenced you know for years and everything i mean it hell there's i remember god i don't remember when it was but i saw a facebook memory on there somebody had posted a picture of a sign that said it's dangerous to go alone drink this you know having you come into the bar or something like that but it was like you know i mean it's such a it's such a thing at this point that is legendary yeah Yeah. there's a i mean if you've heard the band star bomb i have not okay well do do yourself a favor after this (laughs) look up star bomb they they do a bunch of uh, songs based off video games, and they have two Zelda ones. Well, actually, they have more than two, but the one is a story about Zelda or Link meeting the old man. Yeah, meeting and uh, meeting the old man, and the old man's like, "It's dangerous to go alone. Take this." And I won't spoil the rest of the song because it takes a, a turn. Okay, but it it's fantastic, and you're gonna laugh really hard okay maybe i'll have to try to remember to look that up i don't listen to very much music but i'll, I'll send you a link to it okay because most of my music i listen to is only taylor swift for some reason so oh oh you're gonna love this band <laughs> i don't know it's, why it's it's humorous <laughs> it's funny and it's all video game related okay i actually found their website yeah <laughs> i have to they yeah, have to look an al- album called the triforce <laughs> yeah that's cool <laughs> but I mean, this game, you know, has means so much to people over the years. And like, it's just, I mean, the graphics are, I mean, they're simple because Nintendo graphics, but I felt that they still hold up enough. It's not ugly. It's just Nintendo. They definitely yeah. pushed, they definitely pushed limits with that. This game, even the first one out pushed them a bit too much. Cause there's sometimes, and I don't, is this just in the system that they use to program it in? Because I keep it even in newer releases of it you still see lag with some things i yeah there's a little bit of lag but i think that's just part of just they leave stuff in from nintendo days because it's just a rom essentially what we're playing yeah i was gonna say i had some frame rate drops i was like what is this game doing to my computer or uh uh, the game of watch i was like this is new stuff yeah but it, it, it well, at least they didn't have everything built to tied into processor speed. Would you imagine how fast these things would have been if it was? <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> but I, I think it also goes to say that, like I say, when it comes to the first Zelda you've played, it can be a little frustrating too. I mean, if this was like the first Zelda you played, 
you understand things like the whiz robes and the dark nuts. But if your first one is like for me, it was like Link's Awakening and I played the versions on the GameCube. So oh. now the dark nuts and the whiz robes are a lot tougher in this one <laughs> because you can only do it one of four. You can only attack them from one of four directions. And I've had a few times where I go to stab it. Oh, let's turn. He turns around just at that moment. I'm you son of a <laughs> The dark nuts are hard in this game. And, and yes. like, I don't remember. I mean, I know I played Link's Awakening too. My first Zelda game was Link's of the Past, and Dark Nuts are not in that game. <clears throat> so I mean, like, it was. It definitely take. It took me a little bit. Like this game had more challenge in it than I expected, but it was cool. It was very cool to see enemies that I love, like Wizards and Dark Nuts and stuff that from other games. You know, they're in the first game. I thought that that's a really cool thing. Light likes are in this game. I hate them, but they're in this game. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, like yeah. likes Octoroks, Moblins, Lionels. It, it's really cool because I'm going to start Breath of Wild up again after this because these are all enemies that you see. And like, I don't know, seeing them in this version and then seeing a Lionel, you know, it's like 20 feet tall, like staring over you. It's like, you know what? You're still scary like you were in, in the first Legend of Zelda. <laughs> One day I'll play Breath of Wild. One day. Uh, you're gonna love it. I'm going to restart <laughs> it again. One day. And once I get it, I'm waiting for it to eventually be 20 bucks on Switch in, in some fantasy, or I will find other. I, one day I will play it. I'm buying it on Switch. I'm waiting for a sale. So, because I can't, I already bought it for Wii U and I won't ever play it again on Wii U. So, <laughs> but one day it's on my list. But no, I mean, I was just like, with this game, it, you know, it does have an open world in a sense. I mean, yes, it's a small open world and it's the NES, but it really is an open world in a sense. Like, you can yeah. go around the entire area, especially as you unlock a few items and you can pretty much traverse the whole place and you can go to almost any dungeon you wanted to you might not get very far but you can go to almost any dungeon i think that's in a very impressive feat really especially for the nes yeah i mean it was certain areas you couldn't get to because you didn't have the right tools to get to them but yeah you could traverse a good portion of that map without even entering a dungeon first like when i when I started playing this for the show, when I was playing Rewind, I was going through my map and just getting things right off the bat before I even really went to any dungeons. I went and got the note pretty early on because there's a random there's a random note you can get from a person in a cave, which you need the note to then go and be able to buy potions, potions. Mm-hmm. which I think is interesting concept because like I wonder how many people who played this game never even knew that existed. Like they just completely missed it because I know I would have. <laughs> so, well, of course, this was like. When it was originally released, we didn't have access to the internet like no. we do now. <laughs> we had the, we had that good old Nintendo hotline that we could call. Oh yeah, <laughs> Nintendo hotline and the the traditional playground talk. Yeah, I mean, this is a game that would have been very much you know you would have heard stuff from people from people at school and things. I mean, that just you you know games are very you know now we just go on the internet and find our information, but which I prefer. Yeah. And- and probably some kid who travels around, uh, some old man who looks like a teenager and travels around the country to tell secrets. <laughs> I was just surprised with like the open world. I was surprised that the because I mean you will see random cave with old there's an old woman in it where she doesn't do anything until you get to that letter and then you can go like that little thing just to have that in there and like whenever you find throughout the game you'll find caves with either there's I think there's four of them in the in the overworld map that either. You can either get a heart or you can then get a potion and you get to choose which one you want a heart increase your your heart contain your heart containers. But a potion will give you two heals of full health, yeah. which 
I was, if you didn't know, like, if you didn't know how to get them, you're like, well, I'll take at least, you know, the potion can be useful versus a heart because it will refill all your hearts where your hearts just give you another full container. So I thought that's a cool concept. Yeah. And in this one, you had the rings that increased your defense capability. Yes. Which, if you're going up against that line all and you only have three <laughs> hearts, you're screwed if you get hit twice. There's not there's not too much lock on and dodging when this. Uh, you just move up and hope that he moves backwards. <laughs> I didn't have much problem with the Lionels in this game. They, I, the Dark Knights gave me the most trouble. The little the little knights where you can't hit them in the front because they have a shield and they block it. They gave me a lot of trouble in this game. The whiz robes. Okay, they, my they nightmare. Yeah, I had more trouble with the whiz robes and the and the Dark Nuts than I think with the Lionels. I mean. When you get to one of the, I had once, the only times I had really a lot of difficulties with the Lionels is when I was doing the second quest. And of course, I get attacked by, I got in that one screen and like, there's six blue Lionels, which they're <laughs> tougher ones. And I'm like, how the hell am I going to get past these guys? <laughs> you won't. That's a secret. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I eventually did. <laughs> I also, I, I like the fact that this game has Moblins. Like, I mean, this is the first game with Moblins. I have always liked the Moblin design, because partly because Link's Awakening was an early game for me, so that kind of cemented it to it, and, and Link's Awakening was a game that I really, really loved, mm-hmm. and I replayed it. <laughs> so, uh, I still love Link's Awakening. <laughs> I still do, but it wasn't the same when I replayed it, but it's still a great game. But just what, what like, seeing Moblins in here, knowing that this is their first appearance, like, I really like that. I I like Moblins a lot in this game. Like it, it was cool to for me to see them and made me happy that they're in here. I mean, they gave me a lot of trouble though because they're big bulldogs that shoot spears or arrows. They come out and yeah, they come out in swarms. Yeah, like you'll go into a screen, you see like one or two, and then the next thing you know, there's six of them. You're like, no. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, another thing is that that I thought was very interesting is that you can just roam the world map and just fight the regular monsters that are there, die, and then warp back, it'll warp you back to where you start the game, but there's really no penalty for it, as other than you start with only three hearts versus however many heart containers you had, but you don't lose any of your rupees. I was thinking that I was going to drop some of my rupees or something, because I guess I've been playing too much Dark Souls. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't do that. Well, I mean, you can save the game, and resume, and when you resume, you're back at that point, which is also frustrating, because I would save the game sometimes when I was just about to tackle a dungeon and I turn it back on and I'm back at the damn start. <laughs> Welcome to Nintendo. <laughs> you know, it's just that era of games. Yeah. That we're not, we're used to much better things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think they corrected that by the time they got to Link to the Past. Yes, because if you save in there in a dungeon, you would just start at the beginning of the dungeon. Yeah. So it didn't do like what this game does. I mean, I, I had thought that this game would save at a dungeon, if you say, but I didn't. I mean, I, I was playing Rewind and Save States on the Switch, so I would just save it and that way. So I never had to figure that out, but I, I assumed it was just like Link to the Past. So now I know different. <laughs> yeah. Of course, now, of course, this was the first game with the dreaded Wall Masters, too. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. They're only in, like, one room, aren't they, or something? They're not no. often. No, I think there's, like, two or... Th- I think there's two rooms. Okay. Or Depending on the dungeons. Yeah. Because I was doing the one dungeon, I think level eight on the second quest. I just got past the damn Dodongos. <laughs> and then I get grabbed by a wall master and get transported back to the start of the dungeon. And when I go head back the way I came, and there's the damn Dodongos again, and I don't have enough <laughs> damn bombs. Uh, you can also, I didn't know this until 
I didn't do it in this playthrough, but I had no idea in this game you could actually upgrade your bomb in this game oh, twice. Yeah. I mean, upgrade your capacity. I had never known that was in the original game. Same. Oh, yeah. I didn't do it because you, you go and you'll randomly go in. When you go in a couple dungeons, you'll there's two different dungeons. You'll have an old man that comes in that says, you'd like more bombs, wouldn't you? And it says minus 100 rupees or you can spend rupees to get bombs. But it doesn't. I thought he was just going to refill my bombs. I'm like, I don't need more. I'm fine. Like, I'm not going to pay you my 100 rupees. <laughs> I'm full. Why would I do that? But I didn't know that that was a way to get more. And I'm like, that is a really cool concept. That, and I'm happy. No, that was in the first game. Like, I had no idea that was in this early of a game. Yeah, well, like you said, you go through, like I said, with those Dodongos, you have to feed them two bombs each to <laughs> just feed them, which you have eight. You can only screw up twice. When you have 16, well, I can screw up more times. <laughs> and especially when things are shooting at you and when you place a bomb down in front of a Dodongo and then, boom, ah, you son of a... Turns around, doesn't need it. No, no. Wait. You just get ready to put the bomb down and boom, hey, what? I'm behind the Dodongo and I just laid the bomb. Wait, 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 wait. 16? Yeah. Was there a, is there another one? Because I There's only have one. There's two of oh them. Oh my yeah. God. I was like, I had 12. I, I thought I was doing good. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, there's two hidden throughout the game. Okay. In yeah. two different dungeons. It's a very cool concept. I I think I I didn't, you know, realize that's what was going on and I just didn't plus I was saving all my rupees. For the most part, because I was trying to buy different things, and I. But it's cool that in this game, like if you wanted, if you were a kid or some, you know, and you could just farm enemies and just get rupees and use that to buy stuff that you needed. There's yeah, not much you need to buy, but it's cool that it's there. Yeah, yeah but like, farming rupees is a slog in legend in in links in oh, the yeah. first Legend of Zelda because there's only two type of rupees. You got the blinking one where for one, and you got the solid blue one for five. But yes. there were there were some hidden caves that oh, yes. you know you you have somebody that's like hey it's a secret you know and yeah and they, be careful with them because one of uh, occasionally you'll come across the one that's like you broke my door pay me <laughs> I mean they're not wrong considering that what you had you either burn down their bush or you blow up their wall with a bomb so you burn down the bush with a candle also like that brings see- up is this the only Zelda game to ever use that damn candle I think so. Yeah, okay. because it, they've came up with better ways to quote have the fire show up. Lantern, lantern, lantern yeah, or a torch. Yeah, I mean it's a weird item, like because early in the game you can go buy a blue candle, which I did, and it, that can't then let you burn. But the, with the blue candle, you can only shoot one flame out per screen, so you can't do a whole lot. But then yeah. as you progress in the game, you're able to get the red candle when the and one I think it's one of the late dungeons. Like it gotta be seven. It's I think it's seven or eight. It's late. Later dungeon, yeah. Which is kind of surprising to me. But I mean, all it means is you can then shoot as many fires as you want. So it's not like it doesn't really help a whole lot unless you were just trying to find treasures and find secrets and just burn every bush because as I'm sure many people who play this game did, they would burn every bush in the overworld trying to figure out where the secrets are. Once yeah. you figure out that they're there. Yeah. And then, of course, like that can get frustrating. You try this one. No. Oh, I know it's this spot. Oh, damn. The flame flame goes past it, burns the one behind it, but doesn't trigger that one. Now I got to go up a screen. Now I got to go down a screen. Mm -hmm. I got to count five from the top. Okay. One, two, three, four. No, was it six? Which one did I just do? Damn it. (laughs) That's why I was very happy with my map. That told me exactly (laughs) what to burn. Where to burn it. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. But I, I want to mention about Dodongos too. Like it's cool to me that this is because I had played Link to the Past, I played Link's Awakening before, and Dodong and before I had played Ocarina of Time. And Dodongos are not in those in those games. They're only in this game, and they're not introduced until you have Ocarina of Time with King Dodongos and then the little Dodongos. 
Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that's such a cool thing. They realize that they were in this first game and they're kind of the same way you would beat King Dodongo and Ocarina of Time where you have to put bombs in his mouth. Like, it's a cool, I mean, it's way done way better in 3D, but it's cool that it's there. Like, it was a cool throwback that I didn't realize until more recently when I played this game again. Well, they did keep the concept in the Le- Link's Awakening. It was just the snakes and you needed three bombs for them. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but it wasn't the same. Like, it, it's cool to, you know, that you're fighting a dinosaur. That's the same type of monster that you fight in Ocarina oh, yeah. But yeah, no, I forgot about those stupid snakes. Yeah. I, I yeah they they set a lot of, I mean, staples for the Zelda in this game. Yeah. Like, they, they continued and rolled with it. They didn't really change much. And I think that is what has made Zelda such a long-lasting franchise is because they did a really good job and they've improved where they needed to improve and like upgraded throughout the time. But, you know, when you play a Zelda, you know, you're going to have a master sword somewhere along the lines. <laughs> you know, you're going to fight some keys and probably some moblins. And, you know, there's going to be some throwbacks and you're going to be like, oh, oh, yeah. OK, yeah. I think they said the uh, I think I saw I was when I played Wind Waker, they said the only creature that's been in every game was the Octorok. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the Octoroks are in two also. Because mm-hmm. Zelda 2 is the one that really kind of takes a step away from everything. So it has the boomerang things. I'm trying to find them in the manual. The Gorias. Have they ever made another appearance? Yeah, I think they were in L- Link's Awakening, I think. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah, but... I don't remember much about them, but... They, they threw the boomerangs. I remember it. It's yeah. I'm, get, I'm getting flashbacks yeah. now, and I'm hating it. Yep. It's been. I think they're only in a small part in Link's Awakening, though. Know, like when you go in to rescue ba- uh, Bow Wow, mm. I think it's the only time you fight them, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, I mean the boomerang is still. It becomes such a useful item in all the games because not only can you stun an enemy with it, or if it's powerful enough, kill them, <laughs> but you can actually collect items with it. I mean, the way that fairy get flies away from you is like. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that you get like I didn't know you get an upgrade to the boomerang in this game. I thought that was really cool too. Yeah. Because I remember in Link in Link to the Past, you had to throw your boomerang into the wishing fountain. And it was cool to me to find out that this is the first game, you know, the very first game had an upgraded boomerang. Like it was just cool to me. Yeah, you can I think with a regular boomerang only goes like half screen along yeah. the uh, along the longer di- direction, while the upgrade one will go the full screen. Okay. Which is a plus. It's just cool that it's there. Like, I, I was just... This game had surprised me a lot with how much depth there was to it. Oh, yeah. And, of course, it also has one of those traditions they usually throw into a Zelda game at some point, or in later games. This is the bow and arrow, which <laughs> is one of the best weapons in a Zelda game. Yeah. But yeah. why the frick do you tie it to the damn rupees? Because they didn't know what else to probably do back in the day. Like, I thought that was, I was a little surprised because, like, one thing with this game, you get the bow in the first dungeon, but you don't get arrows. You have to, and I was like, okay, someone will drop arrows at some point. Nobody drops arrows in this game. You have to make sure you go to the store and buy it for 80 rupees. Yep. And then I was like, okay, well, what's my arrow count? And then I, it wasn't, I, then I realized, okay, like you said, your rupees are your arrows. But also, if you shoot a rupee or a heart or anything with an arrow, it picks it up just like the boomerang. Hmm. So, <laughs> it's one of those weird things like, oh, look, the rupees. Okay, I'll just shoot an arrow at it and just grab it anyway. Like, at least it pays for itself. Well, uh, if it pays for yourself, if it's a damn five rupee, you'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I got the rupee. Why didn't my account go up? 
Oh, but it was cool to me. Like, I, I don't know. I, I didn't realize it was the rupees at first. It took a second. I'm like, oh, OK, using my rupees as the currency for arrows, which is odd. But I guess probably the limitations of the game. They didn't, you know, and it's NES. They didn't really know what they were doing yet. Yeah. And it's not like bombs where <sighs> you know where you're putting a bomb. You know, like if you're trying to like snipe a lionel across the stage with an arrow, like they're going to move by the time the arrow hits them. <laughs> so it's like dropping five arrows is probably pointless at that point because it's like, what's an easier way we could tie it to so they can keep shooting, you know, but not be super overpowered? Yeah, I got that point. It just makes me only want to use the bow and arrow when I absolutely have to. And I think I only really used the bow and arrow when I was fighting Ganon. <laughs> but I mean, that's how I play games personally. I don't tend to use stuff that has expendables until unless I have to. That's just a, a thing with me. No, it's so, all. Like, the... I didn't have a problem with that. Yeah, I think it becomes like how ready can you get the item? I mean, occasionally an enemy will drop bombs. Yes, and... but that's based on a counter. Well, I don't know how many times I was really going back between rooms in that one dungeon, but nobody ever freaking dropped a bomb. The way that the bomb drops work and a lot of the drops work is not it's explained by one old man in this game gives you a secret. The 10th guy has the bomb. If you don't get hit and you kill 10, you and the, you kill 10 enemies. The 10th enemy, if you kill them with a bomb, will drop bombs 100 percent of the time. Yeah, really? I don't think I saw that when I was doing that. It doesn't make any sense. The only reason I know this is because I watch a lot of speed. I watch speedrunners play games before I do that on the show. And they explained it in there that they're like, yeah, it's all it. There's a counter that the game doesn't really. It gives you one hint to it doesn't really explain it. But that's what is the guiding light of how, you know, like that secret. Oh, it's essentially if you can go without and I watch it like in a speedrun. You, you try to go as far as you can without getting hit because the more you cannot get hit and you kill enemies, like certain enemies, like Keith's example, little bats won't drop anything. So people will use that to build their counter up and then they'll go to like a dark, a, a dark nut or something else and kill him with a bomb and he'll drop bomb. Hmm. Because there's certain enemies that will drop bombs for sure and there's certain enemies that won't drop anything. There's a, Every enemy has a counter in them that depending on how many people you kill when you kill them, what the chances that this will drop or this will drop. And then you also get certain drops in a mountain order that the farther you go without getting hit, increase the chance you get a fairy or a heart or a rupee. Like there's a huge drop counter in this game that people know about now. Huh. It's, and it's all based on how many enemies you kill without getting hit. And at 10, it reset. That is interesting. So that's <laughs> really what, if you get hit a lot, you're going to keep resetting your counter back to one. So that's really what brings the whole thing into, into play. Does this mean getting hit with something and protecting yourself or getting hit and hurt? Getting hit and hurt or like example, the red bubbles in this game that don't hurt you, but make it so you can't use your sword. That will count as a hit. So like speedrunners will purposely walk into them to take the hit to reset the counter since it doesn't damage them and then keep going. I hate those red bubbles. Me too, because I use <laughs> I use a sword a lot in this game because you're supposed to, but you don't have to. There's actually a there's a swordless speed run of this game where they play through the entire game except for Ganon with without a sword because you can't be Ganon without a sword. Yeah, but I, we'll get there. So I thought that was also there's two there's three swords in this game which I feel like I would have never known if I didn't have a map to tell me. <laughs> so because mm-hmm. you have your your wooden sword you start with the dangerous to go alone guy that we talked about you have a random cave up up in the I think in the mountain somewhere where you get the second sword the silver sword. And then if you and this is all based on how many hearts you have, you as you as you beat yeah. dungeons and you find hearts, you upgrade your heart containers. And that's what will let 
if you have enough hearts, they'll give you the second sword. And then if you have enough hearts, they'll give you the third sword, which is the magic sword, which is essentially the ma- probably supposed to be the master sword, but they called it the magic sword. Yeah. So cool. definitely, uh, yeah, it's definitely the hearts make sense for the system at the time. Well, there's not a lot of other options. I mean, you would have to either come up with a different currency or something, but it's interesting to me to, that it's there. Yeah. They did a lot with the limitations they had with the system, too. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, also, I think it's also incredible to really think about how this, how these dungeons were made on graph paper. I'm pretty sure at this point, <laughs> like mm-hmm. someone just start, was just drawing like, and then someone else coded it in. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, we're, we're talking early games. It's kind of hard to move in a diagonal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just love that concept of, of thinking about some guy sitting at his desk in, you know, 1985, 80, you know, drawing on graph paper. Well, it's it's, it's something that was available to everyone. I guess they want to make it map making for the kids to map out the dungeon in the land to be easy. It's not. Oh, one item that never returns in in, from this Zelda game, which I'm okay with, is you get the ladder early on, which is a ladder that you cross one spot of water. Yeah. Never comes back. (laughs) It does it. Yes and no. Like, and I mean, like, I'm like fine tooth combing it. Okay. There are some places in Breath of the Wild where you can, I, I won't know if it's like a ladder per se, but you can pick up like a metallic door or cut down a tree or something. Oh, just, use that to uh, cross? Just, yeah. And like I was saying, like fine tooth. I'm trying to think if it was like actually a ladder that you could probably I move. I think there is. But it, it, like I said, I'm going to go like from what I played Breath of the Wild to playing this to now well, wanting to go back to the Breath of the Wild. Like, I'm just seeing, like, little things, and I'm, like I said, eh, I'm fine-tooth combing it with that, but okay. it helps you, an item just enough to get you over one spot. Oh, it's really freaking useful. It's yeah. very useful. I mean, I used, uh, there were some rooms where there were dark nuts, and there was also that gap, so I just go in the gap. They can't hit me. It's one of those damn bubbles. It can't get me. It's very useful. Very useful for getting yourself into a nice little area so you don't get hit unless they use projectiles. <laughs> yeah, but I liked it. <laughs> the and whistle. The old... I was going to say oh, the, yeah. the yeah. whistle, which and some like the manual has like some little Easter eggs into it. But I didn't realize this whistle was the same whistle that's in Super Mario Brothers 3. Mm. Oh. You're right. It does look the same. I didn't think about yeah, that. It's the same. Uh, I think the tune's similar. I can't remember because I didn't use it too often. I think I used it twice in the whole game. But in the manual, like when it says, hey, creating your own Link character. If you look at the names and stuff, like it says Nintendo, and then underneath it says Mario and Luigi. Oh. Like and like little tiny stuff. But that's no, cool. yeah, yeah. I think this is the same whistle that's in Mario Brothers 3. But other than that, because like a little tornado comes out like it does and everything. So I think it's the same. It's like thing. Mario 3. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. maybe. If there's not something to be revealed by the whistle, a tornado will come and take you to another part on the map. Mm-hmm. It usually takes you to a dungeon that you've done, is what it does. It takes you any dungeon that you've gotten the Triforce in. It's used essentially to teleport around the map, to get around the map faster. Mm-hmm. To go, you like you go to a the... previous dungeon that you beat, that way you're closer to wherever you want to get to. That if you don't find the warp sections... The warp steps or whatever you want to call them. Yeah, I never used them. I found them like once or twice, but I just didn't. 
I didn't care. I just I walked most places in this game because I had a map that showed that so I just walked. Well, I mean, I use I used them because once I figured where something was and like, okay, I'm back at the start. Go over two screens. Go in. Push the rock. Go down. Pop out near where I need to go. Okay. Oh wait, I picked the wrong one. Go back down. Okay, now I'm in the right spot. Yeah, that didn't interest me. <laughs> also, I think this is the only game that has the raft in it as an item too. I think the raft shows up in in uh, the Adventure of Link as well. Oh, the 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 I CDI games? Oh no, you're talking about Zelda Two. I don't think it's in Zelda Two. I beat there Zelda Two. There are no decent CDI games of Zelda. Oh, I 100 percent doing them on the show one day. I just gotta get it to work and then find tribute, find volunteers. You're, you're, you're so on your own on that one. I know that's yes. why one reason I'm happening. Straight, you're on your own. <laughs> I, I still want to play them really bad, like so bad. There's rafts in Breath of the Wild, okay. like legitimate rafts, like little tiny squares that you go and go. Like you can find them at beaches and stuff and get on and use but like I, a leaf. That hasn't been like you never had an item in your menu that was a raft before or after this. Oh, no, no. I mean, it's, it's kind of an odd thing to be like, oh, this is one of the items that he's carrying in this giant backpack of raft. But if you I mean, it's only really useful to get to a couple. Like, I think one dungeon you need it for. And then you need it. And then I think that's one dungeon and one secret. Okay, so it's not much, but it's still a cool concept to have it in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I did. I didn't mind it. I like most of the items in this game. There's one item that I didn't understand at all what it does is you get a book at one point. I don't know what the book does. Oh, yeah. that's for your magic wand. Oh, that makes the wand usable. Oh, no, it's not so, usable so until you, you get that book? No, so you have the wand. And so what the wand does by itself, it just shoots like one of the wizard uh, waves. Oh, mm-hmm. But when you get the magic book, he learns a new spell. So he still shoots out the wave, but it drops a fireball at the end. So kind of like a candle. Yeah. Oh. So this is actually in the manual. Ah. Yeah. So here it is. It's, it's a picture of the wand and the book, like next to each other. And it says, this is the wand that the wiz robe uses. Wave it to let loose magic spells. What's more, if Link picks up the magic book and learns some new spells, he can chant some fiery spells and send out flames. That's cool. Okay, because I I got the book randomly. I had no idea what it did. I did use the magic rod, which looks like the ice rod to me from Link to the Past, constantly because I thought, Mm -hmm. plus there's no magic meter in this game. So I'm like, let's just shoot. (laughs) Let's just have fun. Yeah, but I couldn't use the sword. Magic rod time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It was one of my main weapons that was always on on B for me. It just because it was so useful and it didn't it didn't use up any, you know, any meters. I just used it all the time. Mm hmm. I think I usually kept the boomerang in the B spot. Yeah. If I didn't, I would accidentally put down a bomb. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> and then I'd find the spot and like, oh, I need to get bombs. <laughs> I mean, it's also like, I mean, they do one thing in this game because it's Nintendo. They do a lot of like, you know, swap color swapping. Like, Wizard Rope, we talked about the two different color Wizard Robes, Dark Nut, Linos, we'd mentioned before. Like, I mean, but Moblins, but I don't mind. I still don't mind that even in new games when they do that. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. And if anything, like, it lets you know. All right, red. I can take. I can take down red. Like that's fine. <laughs> Blue. Uh, I know my sword can hit him, but how many times do I have to hit him? Like, and I really like that because it just knows. Hey, these are stronger. Yeah, it, it didn't bother me in this game. Yeah, that's a way to know that they were stronger and say, "Oh fuck, what am I getting into?" <laughs> also, throughout this game, you have to get keys constantly. But one thing that I think this is the only game that does it. You have a master key that you can get at one point. In one of the late dungeons that then lets you never need keys again. Yeah, mm-hmm. which I told you I noticed you didn't get it in the game. No, I, I missed it. <laughs> I just 
because I wasn't using, so I was using a map for the world map, but I wasn't using a map for the dungeons. I would just go through a dungeon mostly legit and just try to find the item and then try to find, and I would look and see what items are in there. And then I just never got the master key for some reason. It wasn't until the final dungeon where I actually literally pulled up a map of that dungeon and did it step by step because I couldn't, that dungeon was a freaking mess to figure out. So, yeah, but <laughs> that's the only one. Also, one another thing in this game that I never realized until this playthrough, this is Goma's first appearance, too. Oh, yes. Which yep. is really cool to me because Goma, to me, I only know because of Ocarina of Time. That was my first, that was the first one of the early Zelda games that I played. And to see him in this, like, I knew she was in this. I'd forgotten, but it was really cool. Like, it, I appreciate it a lot more now as I did as a, when I last time I played this game. Like, it, it was a lot cooler to me to know that, hey, this is where she started. Like, they, you know, you have, you know, they took things from from this game and put them in Ocarina of Time, which I thought was really cool for the first time, like Dodongos yes. and Goma. But not the dragons. I really like the first boss in this game, which is a giant green dragon that you fight twice. I really, really like him. That one's a little, a little bit easier than Gliok is. Gliok is the three-headed dragon, right? Yeah, Two, that's head, three, head. five. Yeah, heads will start floating around after you beat him. Yeah, he was annoying. So, yeah, the first one's called I'm looking in the manual. I, I, I'm printing out this manual or like want to find it. This is like the greatest manual ever. I think it's, um, like it's called Aquamentius. Yeah, Aquamentius, a type of dragon that some call a unicorn. As well as having lots of attacking power, it's a fearful opponent. It, it emits beams. <laughs> I don't understand why it's never been in any other game. Because, I mean, so much of this stuff in, in this game has been put in other of the series. But this one, like that, no, neither of those dragons have ever returned. I think they, uh, I think they're in the Ocarina, the or one of the Oracle games. Oh, okay, those the I have not. Seasons. I played both of them. I owned Ages when I was a kid. It was actually a game my mom found, but I had never, I've never finished either of them yet. Unfortunately, I want so to. There's, cool. there's two games of Zelda we've never talked about, and I own them, but I've never played them, and I'm wondering like how many things make an appearance in them. That's the high. The Hyrule Warriors. Oh, a lot of things do. I mean, I I haven't played yeah. it in a long time, but I have played it. But also that it's it's a huge love letter to Zelda fans with just tons of crap. Yeah, it's a Dynasty <laughs> Warriors with Zelda. But yeah, that's, it, yeah I'm just curious, like, what all makes an appearance in them now? You probably have to do a deep dive and look at that. I, yeah, because there's so I mean, those games are like you're talking. That's like a 200, 300 hour game if you want to complete it. Like it is. Mm-hmm. There are so much of the Hyrule Warrior games. Yeah, I watched the completionist do an episode okay. of Hyrule Warriors, and he was just like, "I don't, I don't want to play this game ever again." <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's not. I didn't. I mean, I played it for Wii U, and I beat it, but I, I just beat it. I didn't do n- none of the extra stuff. And this is also yeah. before all the DLC, which the Switch version is all the DLC. Switch version is the complete version, which I really want to play. What was the other Zelda game that you mentioned? You were going to mention Hyrule Warriors Two. <laughs> <laughs> There's a second one. Oh, you're talking about the one Breath of the Wild, right? Yeah, the one before Breath of the Wild. Yeah. <sighs> I think I mean, that's... Yeah, I'm curious. I haven't played that one either. I never played that one at all. Like I, I know Helena and I played a little bit because it was split screen. Well, they both were. Yeah, but we played that one um, a, a lot together. But I can't remember anything about it. I really want to... I, I almost bought it a few times. But I just... With the show, I won't get to it unless I put it on the show. So like, I just don't bother. Fair, because I know me. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to sidetrack us. Oh, you're fine. But like, yeah, I was okay. just wondering, like, how many like these like little items and like like you said, love letters and 
is I'm sure the Ventus like a, a mini boss or something in it. I'm sure Hyrule Warriors, if any game would do it, it'd be that one because that one is just full of random stuff that's Zelda orientated because they can be because it's a world where the world opened up and everything is dropped into it essentially. Mm-hmm. In Zelda, mm-hmm. it doesn't because it doesn't fit into the timeline or anything. It's not. It's just a open like portal type thing. All these portals open up and things are being dropped in from different universes or different timelines. So, mm. so yeah, I could see it being in there. But yeah, I, I've never, I haven't. Pl- the last time I played Hyrule Warriors was before this show, so I had a different. I didn't have the same appreciation for Zelda like I do now. Like going going through the few games I have for the show, I pay a lot more attention to things now than I used to. Instead of just trying to beat a game, I'm trying to beat a game and and talk about a game. Okay, makes me. But yeah, now you have my interest. I, I really do want to play Hyrule Warriors again. <laughs> well, but, let's. Not well, this video. game was also the first appearance of Spectacle Rock. Spectacle Rock? I don't yeah. know what that is. Well, up on the mountains, the two rocks that are next to each other that look like eyes. Okay, like where, where one of the, the... Yeah, the final dungeon is. Or, yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah, that's Spectacle Rock. That has appeared as a fixture in so many of the Zelda games. Like uh, It's in, of course, uh, Link's, uh, Leg- uh, Link's The Adventure of Link. It's in Link to the Past. It's in, I think I saw it in Link's Awakening. It's definitely in Ocarina of Time. It's in uh, Twilight Princess. The Spectacle Rock is like a landmark that appears in almost every Zelda game. That's cool. I'm looking up the wiki right now. Like, this is awesome. (laughs) I never, like, I, it makes sense. Like, now that you're saying, I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I, I definitely have seen these things, but I didn't know that was, this is so cool. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's one thing that's, that's so impressive about this game is that it affects the series so much and that they keep pulling from it. Like they, you know, and not a lot of series don't do that. Their first game, they just move on. Like this game keeps pulling as a series. Keeps yeah. pulling The first game. Yeah. Oh, and we talked briefly about the rings, but I didn't want to go back onto it. There's a red ring, a blue ring and a red ring. The blue ring you can buy at a random ca- at a certain cave. Yeah. For 250 rupees, you can only carry 255 rupees at a time, I found out. You and get, that was the limit, one of the limitations of the time. So you, like, I went and bought the ring. I wasn't going to buy it right away. I was just going to, I was going to get it eventually. But then when I capped, up my, I capped out my rupees, I'm like, okay, let's go buy the damn ring. So I bought the ring, which then cuts half your damage. Then if you get the second ring, which is in a way late dungeon, it cuts your damage down even more. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is cool. definitely a plus. I mean, like I said. Lionel, two hits, <laughs> and when you're when you like when you're at three hearts to start with, that's a that's a pain in the butt. <laughs> I'm wondering if anyone has three hearted this game. There, I mean, oh yeah, of course, there's speed runs of it. I mean, yeah, I'm sick yeah. enough out there. People's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I've three. I, the only Zelda game I've three hearted was uh, Ocarina of Time. Okay, I haven't done any because not that kind of person. <laughs> I just did for the challenge. Yeah, I don't like challenge though. Actually, well, that one I actually played that one through, getting the minimum of everything I needed. I think I only got one bottle because you have to grab one bottle. Okay, that's I can't do that, but give yeah, <laughs> you <it>. props. <laughs> that's not how I play games at yeah. all. I was I younger f- at the time. <laughs> I was gonna say I want to feel like I want to be overpowered going into the last boss. I want yes. there to be like a dynamic dialogue where the final boss is like, oh, you haven't even seen my true form. Like you're looking at it. And I'm going to one hit you after you're done. talking. <laughs> like That's the kind of what I want to go into the final boss. Like 
I, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. You want to do all the side quests first, then it's like, whack! <laughs> yeah. I am it's the been... most powerful. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I, there's a reason that it's been a hundred years since I fought you, okay? <laughs> <laughs> this is also the first game with Silver Arrows. I mean, I think one of the, because Link to the Past is Silver Arrows too, but I don't think most games bring back, do they don't bring back Silver Arrows very often, do they? In Zelda? They're, not, no. they're, either, they're either Silver or Light Arrows. They're normal, like, yeah, I think you think you're right. Them with light arrows. Okay. Yeah, I didn't think they come back very often. And I didn't. I only knew about the silver arrows because, like, I, said, I grew up without a Nintendo. My first Nintendo was actually a Game Boy. But I remember seeing, hearing on an episode of Doogie Howser as he's explaining a shot to a kid for getting a vaccination. It was like, "This is your silver arrow to help beat Ganon." Oh my. That way. Wow. Yeah. So that's the first time I heard of the silver arrows. I mean, that's so, kind of a, a real like t- trick where if you don't have the silver arrows, you can't begin it in, in this game. If you don't find it in that dungeon. Yeah. Yeah. And luckily, I finally this is like the last Zelda game I finished. But, you know, in every other Zelda game, you always have that special arrow going in to fight Ganon. So I'm like, I only have regular arrows. There has to be something I am missing. <laughs> like, I'm not going to fight him. But you knew. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, I knew too because I was well, three yeah. Well, also the manual. It, I'm telling you, this thing is—it's beautiful. It's a work of art. It tells you everything you need to know without telling you too much. It, like, you know, hey, by the way, there's only some enemies that can be disposed of by using arrows. Be alert. And then, like, there's little other stuff. It's like, what's the secret to beating Ganon? No one knows. Yeah. Well, I mean, just think about it. if you got to that fight because you hit him with your swords. And then you'd get to a situation where you just couldn't do anything. Like, you just can't finish him because he, he freezes and you have to shoot him with the arrow. And if you didn't have the arrow, you just, you couldn't kill him. Yeah. That's how things get broken in my house. <laughs> <laughs> so I just thought that was kind of like, a, that would really suck. Yeah, but I mean, also, this is, well, while you had the basic systems, like, you know, like I've seen the, the comic saying about Link, you know, it's like, skeleton, this will be easy. And he gets killed, and like, welcome to Dark Souls, bitch. <laughs> and I'm yes. Thinking, but I'm thinking, well, <laughs> now that we, I've replayed the original Zelda, I'm like, no, this was Dark Souls before Dark Souls. Zelda, as we made the joke when we did Zelda 2, I consider Zelda 2 the Dark Souls of Zelda. Yeah. <laughs> that game was brutal. Oh, uh, yeah. I played it. I've never beaten it. Probably never will. <laughs> Understandable. I beat it once. That's all I need to do. Because <laughs> <laughs> it gets frustrating. Like, I've used up my three lives. Now I'm back at the start. F that. Yeah, no, that. That game is very, very challenging. But I did not expect the bloody mess that Ganon um, explodes and piles into. Like I said, this morning I was playing it. And I was like, yes, finally. You know, I get to see the ending. I get to see everything. And I was like, yo, okay. All right. I did not. Okay, I understand why Ganondorf's mostly a character now because they're still putting the pieces back to him. <laughs> well, according to most of the timelines, this is at a far end of the timeline. Is it? Uh, yes. Yeah. Um. This is. Oh. I haven't pulled up actually. I've been waiting to talk about it since he mentioned it. This is yeah. the timeline if the hero doesn't arrive after Ocarina Time. Do mm. you have the different timelines? You have the hero defeated. You have this is where the hero is defeated. And then you have Link to the Past, Oracle of Ages Seasons, Link's Awakening, Ancient Stone Tablet, which I never played yet, uh, Link Between Worlds, Triforce Heroes, and then you have two different timelines that it divvies into. 
Uh, one of the hero arrives early. Ganon returned to Legend of Zelda Game and Watch, Legend of Zelda animated series, and then the are in that. And this is the one where the hero does not. Ar- the hero arrives late, and then you have Legend of Zelda Game and Watch something, and then Adventures of Link. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, they've had to redefine. I mean, when you look at Ocarina of Time, and when it includes time travel, mm-hmm. I mean, like you I barely have that. I always knew it was a convoluted mess. Oh yeah, it gets every yeah. like it starts Skyward Sword, Minish Cap, Four Swords, Ocarina of Time, and that's where you get the heroes defeated, the heroes successful, and then from there you get multiple timelines of what happens. Yeah, uh, let's see. I'm looking at the most re- one of the more recent ones. Apparently, Creation, Demise is Sealed Away. You have Skyward Sword, then Kingdom Hyrule established, War of the Triforce, the Minish Cap, uh, Hyrulean Civil War, Ocarina of Time. That's the start of the timelines. And then, you know, someone was saying that they all combine together for Breath of the Wild, but that one's uh, uh, under argument. Have for Ocarina of Time, you have the hero failing. Yes. And then the child timeline and the adult timeline. So there's three timelines that basically spring up from Ocarina of Time. And Hero Fails, Ganon Rules for a while, Ganon Sealed Away, Four Swords, Four Swords Adventures, Ganon Returns, uh, The Imprisoning War, Link to the Past, and Oracle of Seasons and Ages, Link's Awakening, The Triforce's Split, A Link Between Worlds, Triforce Heroes, Legend of Zelda, and then The Adventures of Link. Yeah, I'm not going to remember any of that. (laughs) The child timeline is basically then Majora's (laughs) Mask, Twilight Princess, Great Calamity 10,000 Years Before Breath of the Wild. Then you have Breath of the Wild and Untitled Breath of the Wild sequel. Of course, Age of Calamity is mentioned in there, too, probably (laughs) as an offshoot. And, of course, the adult timeline, Ganon Sealed, you have Wind Waker, Phantom Hourglass, and uh, Spirit Tracks. I need to I just play want to say I, I was going to say I just want to apologize for saying Ganon exploded. <laughs> now I know eighteen different timelines. We need to we need to go to the timeline where I never said anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just that's how it plays out. No, that's yeah, how yeah. they all are. Yeah, it's a convoluted mess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everybody has been trying to figure them all out and put them in the one timeline. No, it's three. <laughs> well, didn't they actually like make like the Hyrule Compendium or whatever that goes into yeah. like more? Okay, yeah. yeah, that's in my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't pull that out for this. <laughs> you didn't need to. <laughs> now that's actually safe for when you talk about the series as a whole. Cool. Yeah, and I don't think you're ever doing that one. No, I have talked about wanting to do things like that, but I don't know if that will ever happen. So yeah, no, that's a that's a whole. That's like when you're doing like a stream for charity, like a 24 hour thing. That's like, all right, what's on the agenda? We're just going to talk about Zelda as a franchise in general. All right, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean that would do it. I mean, the videos that I do that my retrospectives when I beat the series, those are long. I mean, I could talk about the the games individually for about a up to half an hour, but when I talk about the series, it's going to be a long one. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm already staring down the barrel of a long one coming up because I'm working my way through King's Quest, and that's eight games in total. Ooh. Okay. That's a lot. Yeah. Each one's good in, their own, in its own way. <laughs> I mean, bad ones. Much. <laughs> <laughs> I 
All right, any trying to think what anything we missed from this game that we should still mention from the first Zelda? Well, you, I mean, I don't know how many. I don't know if you guys did it. I oh, we mentioned the second, second quest. Wow, what an, I was, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I did not. I wanted to. I even printed out a map of the second quest with the dungeons on the back of the map for me. It didn't look very good. It was it just because of the way that the map was set up was it didn't it was too long and it didn't print right on my eleven by seventeen sheet of paper. When I went to FedEx, (laughs) but I meant to play it. I had full intention of doing it and I just didn't. I just was too busy. I was on my trip this weekend and I'm like, well, I'll play it on my trip. I won't be busy. I was busy the entire time. So I never got around to starting it, but I really wanted to. Yeah, I was on the fence and then I just said, I'm just going to do it. I just finished it last night, (laughs) (laughs) but it's described better. The dungeon, well, each dungeon has a name in the first quest, like Eagle, Lion. I think the one is called Manji. Yeah, they're actually shapes. That, like, yep. Yeah, so. It's kind of cool. Yeah, Eagle, Moon, Manji, Snake, Lizard, Dragon, Demon, Lion, and Death Mountain. Yeah. And in the second one, the first five dungeons are Zelda. Not in that order, they oh. are the letters in Zelda. The sixth one, I think, was I the walkthrough I was using described as Link's hat. And then two spirals, I think. And then the last dungeon was Ganon's head. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah, but it's cool that it exists. Yeah. Especially with an NES game, like because they weren't able to do a whole lot and they were able to, you know, essentially just re redo things and make it a new game. Yep. I did want to play it. I just didn't have time. But it's also trickier because trying to find some of the items, like the letter to get to get the letter. Uh, Not for the potions? Liter- yeah, you literally have to run into Death Mountain. You have to go through the Lost Woods. You've got to go through, or once you find, uh, well, if you don't have the bracelet, you have to run through Lost Woods. You have to run through the graveyard. You've got to work your way through Death Mountain. Freaking dodging Lionels, and like I said, that's that <laughs> one area where you had the six freaking yeah. Lionels, blue Lionels. You bring up a good point. A wooden sword. What the hell does the e- I don't even know what the bracelet even ever did. I got it, but I never used it. It lets you move rocks. Yeah, oh. yeah. So you probably used it. You just didn't realize it. No, I don't think I ever moved rocks. <laughs> the game didn't make me. I never did it. I don't think I, I think, ever moved rocks. I think that. Well, yeah, because you mentioned uh, it lets you um, get you to one of those like warp. Uh, areas. Okay, I didn't use the word. Some okay, so maybe I was to move maybe one rock. Then I, I got. I mean, I got everything just to get everything. I was just trying to do it just to make the game last longer. Yeah, a lot of like, every everything in Legend of Zelda was passively activated. It's not like in Link's Awakening. It's not like in A Link to the Past, where certain items in order to use them, you have to equip them to a button. Some are just passive. They're all passive in Legend of Zelda because, well, except for like the bombs, the boomerang, with the ladder, with the raft, with the bracelet, the magic book, they were all passive. They were automatically activated. And when you would touch something where you had to do it, go a step out on the water, you will have the step ladder. Go from a dock, you will have the raft activated. It is yeah. cool. I I I like that. I actually of all the Zelda games, I do like the passive upgrades just because they're there. 
Like mm-hmm. in Links of the Past, the main one that comes to mind, like the Moon Pearl, the bra- the the gloves. Yeah, they are passively like active. You just have to utilize them at the right time. Oh, and another thing I forgot to mention. Today? Well, the one thing we we haven't <laughs> talked about, but I want to bring up is that you have a gambling game in this game where you go into certain caves and the guy will say, let's play a money game. You'll have three different rupees that say minus 10, but one of them will give you more rupees. You pick the right one. You know what? I absolutely didn't even go out hunting for that. I didn't either. I just know that they're there and I, and I watched some speedruns of it and I'm like, we should, and I, but I didn't do it either. Cause I hate gambling in any, in anything game or real life. I hate gambling. That's fair. <laughs> so I don't do it. I'm not, I'm not risking 10 arrows on those games. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, Watching the speed run, there must be some way to manipulate it because he kept going in and kept grabbing the center one and kept getting like 50 rupees. So there must be some way to manipulate it or something. But yeah, possibly. Because everything. That's what you do when you're a speedrunner. You find how to manipulate a game. And this is also the first game with broke. Well, because the first Zelda game has broken walls. So with bombs where you can break things open, which we haven't mentioned, I don't think yet. No, we haven't. But there's no necessary clue of where these walls are. No, which is a no. I tried hitting them with my sword, thinking, "Okay, I'll make a cling." It does not. Yeah, I tried that too. I mean, there's no ding. No, it's just clack, 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 clack. And then, of course, you have the fake walls too. Yeah, that was. You don't necessarily know they're there until you try. Yeah, I. Little things that we take for granted, like a little tiny X over a wall that lets us know that we can blow it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I prefer that. And one of the <laughs> random items in this game that you get for, I know it has a little bit of use to bait. We hadn't talked about you get a, a, a stick of meat, essentially, which can be used for two things. One, it can be used to hurt enemies. And you give it to one guy who goes grumble, grumble, to open up a door in the final dungeon. <laughs> That's it. Well, That's yeah. it. He was hungry. He was hungry. <laughs> That's it. Hey, boys been again, in that very, dungeon like, waiting for food. You wouldn't know that. Like, I feel like I would have no idea to give him the meat if I was a, if I was a kid. But maybe just, you know, hit your head against the wall enough time and just try it for the hell of it. So, yeah, <laughs> there's something in the mail about that. Where's the manual? I don't know. I threw it away. when I threw it, threw it away oh. when we put the game in. So One of my actually, regret. Throw actually, away boxes it, of games. Yeah, there is something about the bait in the. Um, uh, oh, in the, in the mm. manual. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, this was also the time where we didn't read the manual unless we absolutely had to. <laughs> no, no. This was the time where we just bought a game. We had a twenty-minute car ride back home, so we read the manual three times. And then when we started up the game, we just played and we're like, "Oh yeah, wait, 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 hold on. Yeah, yeah. All right, I can do that. Yeah." <laughs> over over the days, huh? <laughs> uh, and then I'm trying to think. Another thing I I wanted to mention is we didn't talk. There's also, this is the only game that has the Petra enemy, which is the enemy with all the flies that go around it. We have to hit all the flies, and you can hit the main guy, the that big fly. The worst. That I, I know we Damn. talked about the worst enemy. That was the worst enemy yes. in the game. It was harder than some of the bosses. Yeah, yeah it was really a help. pain in the ass. I hated him. <laughs> I hated fighting him every time but I had was to. Was that the only game he was in? I think I don't think Petra has ever come back. I don't Petra. remember seeing that enemy Petra. ever again. So I, you know, I we we, we give we give Nintendo praise for like doing stuff and like, like keeping like the tradition going on with like the Zelda game and what they're doing. But even they realize like let's not bring Petra back. Like it, we were evil. You know, we apologize. We're Almost every enemy comes back except for that one. Like you know, except for, I mean the dragons don't really come back either. But Zelda tends to stay away from dragons in general. Like there are only dragon I can even think of off the top of my head in another game is Volagia. Like there are not many dragons in this in. Zelda. Yeah. It's no, not a yeah. thing they, they tend to 
do a lot with. They had Eyesore, which was like Petra, Petra in Oracle of Ages. Oh, I uh, really need to play those. Yeah, it seems like like Patra or like it seems like Oracle of Ages. A lot of the enemies in the first one are coming back in that one because I've been like the mandalas and stuff like that. They're all coming back. And I'm like, and it just seems like Oracle of Ages every time. Huh. Yeah, that oh that mandala creature that was tricky. What's the mandala creature? The four pronged piranha plant. Oh god, that thing yeah. was miserable yeah. to kill because like there's a trick if you put a bomb and hit all four at once, but if you don't. You take off like two or three of his prongs, yeah. like he just runs around the room super fast and murders you. Yeah. Hating him. And the dig doger too. That's where I really use the whistle most when I, that big thing. Well yeah, you're you're supposed to, right? You're supposed to use the whistle on him, then he shrinks down to a small yeah. thing when you hit him with the sword. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a weird I would not have guessed that if I was. Of course playing later thing. on then he just dro- he he separates into three. It's just a strange it's a strange enemy. Yeah. It's a strange use of making you use the whistle, I guess. So, yeah. does Paul's voice ever come back? The rabbit? Yes, he's, he's in. in the yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, yeah. Again. Never mind. Yeah. Oh, originally in the Famicom version for the rabbit, you were supposed to hit him with your voice because what you would do is you would whisper into the microphone on the on the controller of the Famicom. But the NES controller didn't have that, so what they had you do instead was hit him with arrows. Hmm. Yeah, because I Fun remember, fact. I didn't even know that that was called a Pole's voice. Well, I didn't play the first one, but when it showed up in uh, Link's Awakening, when I first encountered a Pole's Same. voice. And you hit him with yeah. bombs in Link's Awakening, if I remember correctly. Yeah. God, I, love, I love my memories of Link's Awakening. <laughs> Last time Pole's voice appeared was in Phantom Hourglass. Never played that yet. It was in Link's Awakening, Oracle Seasons, Oracle of Ages, and Phantom Hourglass. Okay. One day. <laughs> one day. I keep telling myself one day I'm going to play that, but I don't know. Uh, what was that other one, though? That that one that turned into bats after you hit it once? Oh, like the blue gargoyle guy? I don't know his I'm name. Think, that's what I'm trying to remember. He should be, he'll, he'll be on the wiki. That's what, yeah. I have the wiki up. I, just I've got the manual. They're called Veers. Or Vire. That's okay. There's a devil yeah. that controls the keyses. When Link cuts it with a sword, it turns into two keyses. I don't think they ever come back either. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I remember dealing it with it in the Oracle Oracle games. Oh, there we go again. <laughs> I was going to say, I have a guess it's probably in Oracle. And uh, it is also in Link's Awakening. Well, it's in oh, Link's Awakening. Yes, it's a boss. remake of it. No, I think they're in the original Link's Awakening too as a boss that you fight. Yeah, it's a, a boss in Turtle Rock. Or maybe not a boss, but it's in Turtle Rock. I know exactly now what, yeah, I remember it now. Okay. It also apparently appears in the games that they don't talk about. Oracle of Seasons, Oracle of Ages. Oh, you're talking about oh, the Wand of Gamelon, Zelda's Adventure? Yes. <sighs> even the wikis don't like to acknowledge them. Even the Zelda <laughs> Dungeon doesn't even acknowledge it. Man, I want to play them so bad. You know, the more you talk about it, the more I'm like, I need to know. One day, but it's going to happen. It's just, it's just a matter of time. I just got to get emulation to work and, and, then, and then find some suckers, and then we're doing it. Uh, I think no. you got. I think you might. The more we talk about Zelda, the more I'm like, I have to play them, right? Oh, I'm. I'm it's no, one of those things that once to. I finish every other Zelda game, then then they're happening for sure. So, because at okay. that point, I I have to. So <laughs> we'll see. They're not long. Good. <laughs> <laughs> they're just weird. <laughs> yes, they look. They're cash grabs. Is what they are. They look horrible. 
all right, the cutscenes look horrible, but if you look at the actual gameplay, they look fine. It's just those animated cutscenes are god awful. <laughs> god awful. Yeah. All right, any anything else we should say about Zelda before we go on to questions, comments, or memories that we haven't covered yet? I've got nothing. Okay, nothing I think I covered everything either. I want. All right, let's go on to questions, comments, or memories. Let me. I got. I didn't get a lot. I posted in a few different groups, but. People didn't have as much to say as I was expecting over the original Zelda game. I got some. Uh, first, from I watched the entire Overblood Super Replay from Quentin Crowe. 100% of gamers would love to play a Zelda in a mainline Zelda game once in their life. Why do you think Nintendo has been so coy about letting us do so? <laughs> well, they did. There's there's a Zelda game with Zelda, the main character. There's two. It, it, is there? <laughs> there are CDI games, yes. Yeah, I know. I... <laughs> <laughs> it's two of the three CDI games you play as Zelda. I don't know. I don't know why they've never put Zelda as a main character. I think they should. Zelda is a really a decent part in Spirit Track. She is a oh. character that actually helps. And in at the end of Wind Waker, she is a part of the final battle with Ganon. Okay, I I I, I wouldn't mind a Zelda game that's just you play a Zelda instead of Link. Like, that would be cool. I originally thought that the second playthrough of the original Zelda second quest, you played as Zelda. Like they took the sprite from early and let you play as her, but I was mistaken. I found out really fast. So Actually, there was a way, like, if you put in Zelda, you, I think you start the second quest immediately. You do, but not as Zelda. Yeah. And I wanted to play as Zelda. I mean, there's mods, of course, and, you know, people yeah. have it. But, yeah, it's not in the game. So the only two games that have Zelda are Wand of Gamelon and Zelda's Adventure, both for Zelda CDI. Yeah, well, yeah. Once again, this is it, not really counting, but um, Age of Calamity. You could play oh, as Zelda. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Not really a mainline, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. More than this. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to play those. Damn it. Bro, <laughs> I think you can probably play as Zelda too, in or as Hyrule Warriors. I'm assuming, but I don't probably remember. in the first one. Yeah. I can't remember. It's been. I, I played only, more I the played second it once. one than the first one. Yeah. Yeah. And from the Nintendo NES Supergroup, I got from Chris Kirkpatrick. I believe it's my favorite game of all time. That's a good favorite game of all time. Yeah. And from Eric Watson, make sure to do both quests. Well, I tried, sir. I was I ran out of time. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't get myself to do it. And from the Giant Bomb Group, I got a few. Uh, from Michael Wagner, I had borrowed this game from my friends so often that when my parents finally bought it for me, I beat it in three hours. Pretty good. Yeah. But they were pissed. Yeah. <laughs> from bethany owen i was way too young to understand what i was even playing when i first played this it was confusing for a kid who barely could make mario move forward and not hit the goomba to then try legend of zelda however even though i was kind of just wandering around and occasionally hitting something with the sword i still really enjoyed the look and sounds of the game and from mm-hmm. drew blanton this is the original reason why i check every single tree slash stump slash wall for secrets and games random tree in a nondescript screen burn it down and you find a potion or pay 50 rupees whatever <laughs> <laughs> also, that's the best title screen slash scroll of all time. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there, there was a meme on, on Facebook I saw not too long ago, and it's a dad and a son on the couch playing video games. And the son looks at the dad and is like, how come every time you start a level, you turn around and see what's behind you? And he's like, <laughs> because one time 15 years ago, I turned around and there was an item and I am trained to do it ever since then. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see that meme, too. Yeah, And then from the Zelda hub, I got a few uh, from Christian Al- Alexander Coat. I have a notebook buried somewhere that my father used to sketch each dungeon out other maps and document his progress. He bombed every applicable tile in the game to uncover any and every possible secret 
pretty impressive gameplay and some cool gaming artifacts. That's just awesome. Yeah. Yeah. From Jason Oliver, I played this game after Link to the Past and Ocarina of Time. <laughs> Me too, sir. Me too. <laughs> From Matt Rees, played this with my grandpa when I was a kid. We would stay up all night playing. Good times. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And from Reynolds Davis, I just went through this entire game two weeks ago, nostalgic as fuck. The first time I beat it, I was nine. That's impressive, because the first time yep. I beat it, I was 34. <laughs> and it was about four hours ago. <laughs> first time I beat it, I was in my late 20s, so. <laughs> okay, here's a here's a one I want to read from Siegfried Kundigan. Send a link to your podcast. I will, sir. I will. And he also says, I did a Zelda checklist and I told my friends I should finish this game because it's the OG of all Zelda games. I didn't expect that it would be so much fun. It's not my top one Zelda, but perhaps within my top five. It was understandable that it might be difficult at times. You'll get the hang of it once you gain hearts and experience. Mm. And from Matthew Dolly, the year is 1995. I am seven. Armed with only the manual, I scratch and claw my way through Hyrule. I enter Death Mountain. Silver Arrow and Red Wing Choir, then I can't find that fucking teal pig, man. The battery on your cart had died, so to remove the game, you lost your save. A few days later, brother swaps it out for something else, and poof, beat it first time eight years later on the collector's edition on GameCube. God, it felt good. <laughs> <laughs> and from the last group I'm going to read for it, official Laser Time community, mm-hmm. uh, from Jesse Moore. Played the shit out of this game as a kid, but mine has a dead battery, so it never saved my progress. I never knew that that was even an option at the time. <laughs> Well, not many games had saves at the time in NES. So I think this is this the first first. Yeah, it's one of the first because initially when it was first released over in uh, over in Japan, I think it was able to be saved like a floppy disk. Oh, yeah. Because they had a Famicom disk system. Yeah. Also, if I remember, did Mario 2 or Doki Doki Panic would have had saved? But I don't remember if that came out. That's probably after this, I'm assuming. I don't know. No. Well, it does have saves to a degree because it does save your progress, but it was after this. But that would have been on the Famicom also. Mm. Okay. Uh, from Nick Turner, I played it for the first time on the 3DS, and I just don't have the free time for this game's obtuseness. I bet if I had it as a kid, I would have loved it, though. And from Andy Bush, don't be afraid to bust out a guide, especially a map of the last dungeon. Life's too short to do it yourself, and a lot of the secrets were in, intended to be shared. <laughs> I did, sir. I did. <laughs> and yeah, he is right. I mean, it's it's so confusing at times. Especially that last dungeon is really confusing. All the stairways it has. Yeah. Yeah. I was, when I was playing it, I was just basically, I had my, I had the, I know we usually, uh, I mean, I had uh, uh, my tablet open to a walkthrough I downloaded. But I know we also like to pick on you sometimes, Mike, for not listening no, to the fine. music. But I this is, this is before... They they started putting decent scores into the Zelda games, so I well I had that it on on a somewhat low volume. I was also listening to like audio stories and all that. I think <laughs> last night while I was playing this, I listened to two Sherlock Holmes mysteries. <laughs> That's the way to play games. I I will die on that hill. <laughs> yeah, but there I mean there once again there is iconic songs in here that yeah. started from here and oh, have yeah. gotten better throughout time. Yeah, but you can only listen to the overworld theme so many times before you do go slightly insane. I also played this mostly in bed at night when my wife was sleeping, so I didn't have sound on. I could have put headphones in, but I didn't care enough. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And last comment I'm going to read from Ryan Cottrell. One of my earliest memories is playing this game at my parents' friend's house all the time when we went over there. They didn't have a kid but owned an NES in this game, and it was basically my babysitter. I was probably four (laughs) or five at the time. Back then, I could get to the first and third dungeon. Never could find the second one, though. I still play through this game once every couple of years or so. It still holds up well. 
You're right. It does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. And that's all I got for questions. We should go on to shelf stacker Bach. And Adam, why don't you go first? How much room do I have left on my shelf? That's like a question. Like, oh, it's a never ending shelf. Okay, good. Cause this one's, <laughs> this one's going up there. Like I said, I loved this game as a child and never got to beat it. But every time I started it, I had fun. I had great memories. And this time knowing that I was going to beat it, it was like exciting. And then playing through beating it and then looking up the manual. It, it did, like I said earlier, <laughs> the things that you need to actually play this game, like luckily we have the internet, but try to go in blind, you know, find a manual and just read through that and play it. This, it was another experience. And Zeldas are so good at creating memories and experiences. And I mean, 35 years later, every time you play a Zelda, it's, it's easy to talk about. And this started it all. And yeah, it's an easy shelf. Okay. Oh, what about you, Richard? Well, let's see. Every time I've been on this show, the game has always gone on the shelf. Yes. <laughs> so this, and but this time, I'm rather to put it in the stack. Okay. I mean, I hadn't played this since early 2000s. And I think also part of it is because my first Zelda game exposures, like the first game I beat on my own was Link's Awakening. I've played Link to the Past, but was split between two people playing through it and when it comes for me for replay value this is one of those ones i don't necessarily replay a lot of and i think part of it just is like when you get introduced to the zelda series i mean i enjoyed playing through it except for the damn dark nuts and maybe the wiz ropes (laughs) i get it and sometimes the frustrating lag moments but i mean i'm just gonna put in the stack because like i said it's good. It is the OG. It is the birth of the series. I've just had more fun playing through some of the other games multiple times. So Fair. No, it makes sense. I mean, it's a very early thing, so completely makes sense. <laughs> All right, I'll go last. I'm actually going to put this on the shelf. I had a lot more fun with it than I expected. Like, I really wanted to do the second quest. I wanted to 100% that, too. I just ran out of time but i really enjoyed the game like i was surprised how much fun i had with an nes game because i'm as i've said on the show many times i'm not a big nes fan i haven't played many of them i stay away from most of them but this game really grabbed me and it pulled me in as much as i love the series i've never been a big fan of the first two zelda games link links to the past the one that always had grabbed me but now i can say i'm, I'm a fan of zelda one zelda two eh, still no but zelda one i am <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I'm not a fan of Zelda 2 either. I don't think it's a good I mean, it's a it's a good game for what it is. It's just really fucking hard. So, yeah. Yeah. I think if you want to compare like uh, bad true Zelda games, I think the the argument would be between uh Link to, uh Le- <laughs> The Adventure of Link and Triforce Heroes. <laughs> Yeah, Trevor Heroes is just a bad game. Links to the Past is a game, or Links Adventure is just a game that's stuck in time that just doesn't play as well because of when it existed. It's not a bad game. It's just limitations of the system and trying new things. Triforce Heroes, in my opinion, is a bad game. So maybe it's not. Some people might disagree with me. I just, I hated it when I played it and I tried. I tried hard. Mm. Didn't help the internet connection was shitty and we thought it was each other's internet and it turned out it was just Nintendo itself. So. It really was like there was like there were things and we Googled it like, yeah, it just it has bad Internet. Like it's not the it's not you. It's the game <laughs> or the system, the way the servers were. And I doubt the servers are even up anymore. So. <laughs> All right. And then I should I should introduce what we're talking about 
next week. Uh, next week, we are talking about Perfect Dark for N64. I'm going back to another 64 game, which I don't do often on the show. I usually tend to stay away from 64. So because it's hard to emulate. Decent game, at least. It yeah, is. That's a great game. It, it's I played great soundtrack. Half of it so far since this and I'm about getting ready for next week. Oh, yeah, it's already it's good. It still holds up. I was surprised. Still holds up. <laughs> I mean, I'll talk more about it next week, but yeah, I'm, yep. I'm excited. And Adam, where can people find you at? Uh, you can find us at talkgames2bubblegum.com. We got a website. Nice. Now, does that just reroute you somewhere else? Yeah, but we have a website and we'll be working on it. I need um, to get a website one day for this show. But uh, yeah, for the most part, you know, we release episodes every Monday. Um, maybe some surprise episodes, little smaller ones throughout the week. But if you want to find us, It'll take you there, and you can listen to us on your favorite streaming uh, uh, site or whatever it's called. Yeah. <laughs> Talk games to bubblegum, you say it's called? Yes. Yeah. We, we even have... Just, it just came back after a what over a year-long hiatus, yeah, I think? Yeah, yeah. It was a year-long hiatus because of life. But even John St. John, the voice of Duke Nukem, does our intro for us. So it's like, we, we went all out. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and, Richard, where can people find you at? Well, you can find me on YouTube. I go on youtube by n- the name rich kl i also have stuff posted on uh, fix and that posted on uh fanfiction.net archive of our own my web my youtube channel i play through tons of games have videos pop up every day certain days get two videos <laughs> one at 10 a.m one at 3 p.m and I've been working through stuff like, uh, let's see, I got up there. I've been working through the LucasArts library, working through Sierra's library, the Doom games, a whole bunch of others. I think uh, today, well, this, well, when we're recording this, I know a, uh, I believe an Abe's Odyssey video is popping up. When people hear this, it'll probably be. Uh, it'll be a week. Two, yeah, I'm trying to think what's due to come up that that day. Let me. Yeah, let me see here. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm gonna look it up real quick. See what's supposed to premiere right now, and then then I can tell you what'll show. Okay, yeah, Indiana Jones and the Infernal Machine playthrough. I'm working on that'll oh. be popping up the day this has premiered. The following day will be Abe's Odyssey. But I'm also like working through. Like I said, I'm working through a lot of games. Uh, when the day we're recording this, a part of a Sherlock Holmes Chapter One playthrough is supposed to premiere. And that's uh, that's a fun little series, the Sherlock Holmes series. All right. So definitely go check out both of their work. And if you want to hear more, you know, I was almost going to be stupid and forget all over again and have to patch it in. We've done other Zelda games. So <laughs> we, I want to promote those. So if you want to hear more Zelda after I remove my cat from my laptop. All right. <laughs> Can't see it because it's not video, but there was a cat that decided it was going to climb my laptop. And I figured that could be a very bad thing. Hit keys and bad things happen. And all of a sudden, everything, <laughs> everything, the world's over. So, no, no, thank you. Damn it, it's back. <laughs> <laughs> I have a one-year-old kitten that wants attention now. Uh, fair enough. And I want to give her attention, but I have to finish recording. <laughs> all right. And so, like if you want to hear more Zelda, nice. we've done Legend of Zelda 2 Link's Adventure, episode 152. Legend of Zelda Minish Cap, episode 141. Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, episode 123. Legend of Zelda Ocarina Time 105. Legend of Zelda Link to the Past with Jeff Cork, episode 50. And the first Zelda was Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask, episode 27. So if you, that's all the Zelda we've done so far on the show. And there will be more. 
there will be a waiver. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to do I'm trying to do one every season, but that didn't happen next season. But it will come back the following season. <laughs> so that's coming. All right. And if you want to hear more episodes and you can't, there's a good chance you're not gonna you're not gonna hear any of those episodes on Spotify or iTunes because it only goes back a hundred. You can use Podbean. Everything is on Podbean. You can find our whole catalog on there. Also, our whole catalog is on YouTube. So anything you need to find, I'd recommend Podbean or Podcast Addict to download them right to your listening device. Listen to them that way. They're good episodes. So you can find us all there. If you want to support the show, we do have a Patreon for a little dollar. You can vote in a Patreon poll. Each month we have a different Patreon poll. The current one that we have going on right now is what I'm calling the loser poll. So it's runner-ups from the previous polls I've done. (laughs) So... (laughs) And that is uh, TMT Forever, The Amazing Spider-Man, Edward Scissorhands, or Loki Season 1. So those are the four things you can choose from. For a little dollar, you can help impact the show. You can change what we're going to cover. So definitely go mm-hmm. do that. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. We are on YouTube. Also want to give a shout out to my awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Helena at Hell Has Fear. You can follow her on TikTok. And give a shout out to my buddy Bill Tucker, who did the MCU roundup with me when we covered all the Infinity Saga. He started his own podcast, The Gamer Looks at 40. Definitely check him out. And if you enjoy the show, we do comics, movies, games. We do all sorts of episodes. So you will find something in our giant catalog that you will enjoy. I'm positive. All right. And thank you all for listening. And we will see you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Bye.